0: This is Andrew Freza, and welcome to the care coach lead podcast. I got Melissa Dixon from Fit Town Jupiter here and today we're going to be talking about why saying or feeling that you don't enjoy one on one training as a coach is a sign that you might be falling short and failing as a coach and we recently shot a video with Austin on it as well. Melissa was on there as well of talking about why not selling and your inability to sell is a sign that you're potentially falling short as a coach and this is along those same lines but talking to coaches that don't really enjoy one-on-one training or say that they don't enjoy one-on-one training or they would gladly take group classes over one-on-one training. Why that might be a sign that you're potentially not growing as much as a coach and you're not developing the skills that you need to help people in a deep way. And I wanted to share this episode because when I first started coaching CrossFit a decade ago, I preferred the group class. You know, When I first experienced CrossFit, it was like this magic pill that seemed like it solved everything. You know, I was 20 something years old at the time, maybe 23 years old at the time. So it could be that for me because I didn't have a lot of nagging issues. I didn't really have these massive goals. I just wanted to get in the best shape of my life, which it accomplished for me. So for me, I really felt like, well, personal training's expensive. It's unnecessary. It's not as fun because you don't have the group element to it. And it's a little bit boring. So why would, Why would anybody want to pay for that? Why would I, as a coach, want to do that when I can help this person in a deep way in the group class and maybe in a better way, a more fun experience in that setting?
1: Yeah, I think that's the number one pitfall for coaches is looking at something or valuing something at the way you would value it as a person just because it sounded like you didn't have very specific goals and the general fitness programs don't have Very specific goals. So someone who's looking to like run a Spartan race has a very different goal than someone just wanting general health and fitness. So I think it's one of the things and financially too that coaches do is kind of run it through their own filter of I value this at this price or I value this because xyz so why would anyone else value it instead of asking someone what they truly value.
0: Yeah, and what I want people to understand is that as you get better with your skill set as a coach, not only are you going to be able to help people in a deep way, but you're actually going to be able to find more ways that people can be helped. And if you're executing group classes as well as you can, and you're building relationships, not just on a surface level, but truly figuring out what is this person having trouble with? What is this person? Uh, struggling with in their life outside the gym? Why did they come to us in the first place? What have we not yet solved for them? You're going to realize, oh, wow, the group class isn't really solving everything that this person came to us for, and potentially they need the one-on-one environment to do it.
1: Yeah, I I find this a lot with athletes who are the ones who we constantly, I'm sure we can all think of an athlete or a, a handful of athletes that we can think of that this person needs modification on almost every workout that they come to us for. They're in the general class setting, but it's either taking down their volume for that day because they're older, or it's this person has a shoulder injury that's nagged them since they were in a college athletic situation, and now they're in their 50s, and they've let it you know, just be something that they're like, yep, my shoulder dislocates sometimes, cool. So there's those people who we're constantly working around, we're constantly modifying for, but what I I find is really lacking is we're good at coaching them on the floor and modifying for them on the floor, but we're not bringing that same level of care to them in the group class environment that we would in a one-on-one setting. We're not providing for them that way until you bring that one-on-one setting to them in that environment, you're not really gonna have the confidence as a coach either that you can deliver on any promises you make in terms of can I help that person's shoulder get better or am I doing these things correctly or am I dosing the, the, the volume appropriately for this athlete until you start exploring that in the group class setting for these people and really kind of gaining their trust and gaining them on as clients.
0: Yeah, I agree. The injury side of things is probably the best version of what we're talking about here is you, you can't truly help this person in a deep way in a group class And Sean Pastooch, who started Active Life, who focuses on this element, his saying is that group classes are great for well-rounded athletes, but most athletes have corners. And those corners are those previous injuries they've had, those surgeries, or just overuse injuries they've accumulated over time, that modifications in class are often a great way to keep that person from injuring it further. But it's not usually solving the injury, it's not usually getting to the root cause, and potentially that person is able to modify and get, all through, get through your group classes for years and be fine, but potentially they're still having trouble putting their shoes on at home. Potentially they go to do something and they're in pain. Every time they are on a long car ride or they travel, they're in pain. And they don't want that anymore. They don't want to experience that anymore. And you could be the one to help them to do that. And you have to develop the skills to do that. It's not just uh, oh yeah, let's go ahead and do it. You have to develop the skills to be able to deliver on that.
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that coaches struggle with the most in that domain is being able to deliver on the promise that they set for someone. So if I tell someone, or if I start digging in and asking questions, like you just said your back gets thrown out every time you snatch, so you don't snatch anymore. Like let's kind of explore that, let's go deeper, let's find out maybe it's a hip imbalance, maybe it's some kind of you know um, Like a pattern. bracing,
0: a core bracing yeah. issue, yeah.
1: Maybe there's something deeper that we can solve that's not just a structural defect or not something that you need medical intervention for, like let's try to dig into that. I'm probably not even going to ask about it any further if I'm not confident that I could solve that in the first place. So if I, and lacking confidence in that delivery portion, I'm not even gonna to try to deliver that in a group class setting. I'm not gonna to try to explore it in, in my one-on-one conversations with that person because I don't want them to start to latch on to me and then say, oh, well, you were kind of leading me in this direction where I might solve it. And then I have nothing to offer. So I think coaches tend to hide in the group class environment in that way where they're like, everything's programmed for me. I can show up. I can make my money. And I don't have any promise except for sweat to deliver. And once I do that, I feel good. And I can modify for people and keep them relatively safe in this class and then peace out. And I made my money for the day instead of the opposite where it's a little bit more high stakes.
0: Yeah. I love what you said about hiding in the group class. I find that to be very true and you know it's really working off this assumption that a group class is somehow different than one-on-one training which to a certain degree it is but if we're not looking at a group class as a collection of individual athletes with individual goals and needs then that's where we're missing the boat as a coach so we need to really value the in each individual's experience of that group class trying to give them the most value each and every time that they're doing it and What you kind of pointed out there is that you're not going to have these skills right off the bat. If you're new to coaching, you won't have these skills. And part of what I wanted to share is that when I first started coaching that I I didn't really enjoy PT as much, but it was a long evolution for me to actually really enjoy PT. It was several years before I enjoyed PT until I really had what I call high value skills. I was able to give someone a high value result in those one-on-one settings. And then that gave me the confidence and the excitement to want to do those sessions. Because now, if someone has a knee issue or a back issue, I feel like, wow, I can really help them create positive change in this area. And if you just spend the time with me one-on-one, I know I can give you the value that's going to make it worth your time.
1: Yeah, I think another layer to that onion, if you will, is like the conversation that needs to be had to get people to buy into changing their outlooks on... Um, you know, modifying for pain or modifying for injury and being able to have them come to you for that solution and have have them purchase it from you first, because it is a sale transaction, but really getting to the point of, hey, I am going to step away from the class environment to do this, because... A lot of people have that emotional attachment to classes as a client and, and feel a little bit uncomfortable in the one-on-one setting, just like a coach would express, you know, hey, it's just me and this one person, and I can't really bounce around to other people, you know, and, and have that uncomfortable um, intimacy almost in yeah. that. So PT really is that you and one other person environment where you have to have a deep care for that person, you have to have a good relationship, and it really is like transparent in that way where you don't have any hiding from anyone else or there might be some awkward moments of conversation that happen or some lulls in it that people don't really really feel comfortable with. So getting people to say, hey, one, I'm gonna step into this environment with you, but two, getting them sold on coming out of the group and out away from their friends, is sometimes a hard conversation to have for a coach as well and to have the confidence to say, this isn't fitting for you. I've seen you for four years do the same modifications for your back or for your shoulder. And it has got you nowhere. Your back keeps getting thrown out or your shoulder keeps getting separated. And we need we need to do better for you. So how can we do that in a group class environment? We really need to step you out into this one-on-one setting. And being able to deliver is one thing, but being able to be that intimate with someone and that deep with someone is a huge thing too.
0: Yeah, you need to. It's going to test your relationship-building skills and your ability to assess and get deep with someone in, in a way that the the individual or the group class setting never will. And yeah, there's a lot of coaches that only thrive in that surface-level connection with someone. Of yeah, how you feeling? How was the weekend? You sore? Like, how did you enjoy yesterday's workout? None of those questions are bad, but they're really just a gateway to a deeper conversation. And if you're that coach that's either not skilled or uncomfortable with those next level conversations of like, hey, how is this impacting you in the rest of your life? You know, are you in pain the rest of the day? How, where is this holding you back? What's the weight costing you? you know, when it's a weight loss client, those are the type of questions that get a completely different answer. And I think some coaches just aren't comfortable yet getting into that level of of detail and deep depth with someone. The other thing that I wanted to show with you guys and share is all the different versions of one-on-one clients that you might work with or may choose to work with because I think so often the coaches that don't like one-on-one training think it's just, it's the group workout done one-on-one. the more it resembles the group workout and you're just now do, delivering it one-on-one and there's not a lot of energy and excitement in the room, that does sound like a boring experience. But when that person has a specific goal or a specific issue they're trying to solve and you get your hour dedicated to helping them with that issue, it changes the experience of that. So examples of that, we already mentioned, like overcoming pain or injuries. Another example of that would be someone who really wants to improve their technique on something. They wanna get their first rope climbs. They wanna get their first toes to bar or muscle ups or they want to dial in their Olympic lifting technique. A lot of coaches would love to nerd out with a client on that for you know an hour or multiple hours at a time. Training for an event like a Spartan race, a marathon, a tactical event, the CrossFit Open or the CrossFit Games. Maybe it's beginners that feel out of place in the group environment and they want to dial in their basics so they can feel confident and don't feel like everyone's staring at them when they get into the group setting. Uh, Maybe it's pregnant clients or sports specific training clients. We get a lot of teens in our gyms that want to train for their middle school, high school, or college sports, potentially earn a scholarship, maybe play professionally one day. And all of those athletes have very specific situations that would not lend itself really well to them being in a group class. Doesn't mean they couldn't be in the group class, but it's probably not going to best serve them. And then once you have a blank slate to create the perfect program, for that type of client, and it doesn't have to look anything like the group class, you realize, oh wow, I would change a lot to deliver the best possible experience to this person.
1: Yeah, and I think the, the biggest point of it all is like we have all of these people who need help or have needs for, for one-on-one training that are outside of the, the group environment, but matching yourself, your skill set, and your passion for someone to those types of people, and not just taking on all of the types because you want money. So, for example, I'm the type of person who, I want an older client. I want someone who, this is going to add years to their life, I want someone who maybe isn't an athlete in their former life and found fitness or has that reason of, I saw my father pass away from COPD and I don't want that for myself. Or, you know, I overcame chemotherapy or I had heart surgery and I just want to be healthier and fitter and live longer and be there for my grandkids. Like that's my heart and soul. Where someone else, it might be a whole team of athletics or it might be, you know, someone who has, wants to get into the military and some kind of sport specific or training specific Specific goals where that that client has a need but it's not a need that really lights me on fire so if I'm going to take them or not I really need to get a relationship built with that person I'm not just gonna take them out of a want for training someone
0: yeah I think you want to have kind of a basic I would call it like liberal arts education in all of these different areas you want to understand a little bit about working with pregnant clients, working with beginners, working with older clients, working with sports specific, but you do want to then settle on your one or two niches in there that you can really thrive in. So I like that you brought that up because it made me think, okay, who do I really enjoy working with? And for me, it's the sport specific athletes, as well as um, anybody who's trying to overcome pain or injuries. And that's because that's what I've gone through. So I feel like I know what that experience feels like. And I know how um, the upside in sports, like I really feel like the training I did for baseball was what got me to a college level and very, and then eventually a professional level and that was the difference maker for me so I'd love to help be the difference maker for someone else who wants to play at the next level and with the back stuff, my back injury, I've had herniated disc back there. And I felt how debilitating that can be in the gym, how that takes away from quality of life. And anybody that's dealing with those injuries that are debilitating them is like, I really want to help them. And I've tried so much stuff throughout the years and and spent so much money on my own stuff to learn this that I now have a lot of value to give in those areas.
1: Yeah, I think the underlying theme of what we're talking about is like finding the care because we all have the coach, right? We all coach those group classes. We all coach athletes or clients and finding that thing that really drives your care and and really makes you wanna dive deeper, makes you wanna ask those follow-up questions and makes you want to deliver on a result for someone, that's gonna give you the confidence to coach them further or take them into that one-on-one setting when you know that that they need it.
0: Yeah, cool, I think I wanna wrap up there. I just wanted you guys to see how this evolution may happen for you as a coach if it hasn't already and how if you keep saying that to yourself, I don't enjoy one-on-one training, or I prefer group classes, where there's an opportunity for growth for you to develop more valuable skills, lean into some of your passions, and be able to have a deeper impact on some of these clients that are not getting what they want fully out of your group classes. So if you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Andrew at Fittown.com or Melissa at Fittown.com, and we'll see you in the next video.